Are we rolling? <laughs> All right, what up, Stone? What's happening? We're, we're, First episode, sandbagging podcast. We could call Welcome. it episode one. We could call it episode zero zero. We could call it the pilot episode. It's basically a trial run. We're we're coming to you. Yep. I'm personally coming to you from the East Coast suburbs of Philadelphia, out back in the backyard in the shed. Soon to be the poolside shed once we get this pool built out back here, but we're in the construction process. Pool ripping. I got urgent medical calling my phone right now, but I'm I have no injuries and I'm not sick, so I have no idea. It's a robot. It's a robot. How are we doing? Doing pretty good. Um already been up for quite a bit. I've been up since about three in the morning. I went to UPS and uh, loaded some trucks up so they could deliver packages today and you know me like to keep every day filled with activity so i'm home make a breakfast sandwich let the dog out and i'm right back to the golf course to huff on some bags make some money get some sun your your schedule is going insane i don't know how you do it's, that it's just while i'm young and my dog is going crazy in the dirt right now she's digging a massive hole What's her name? Uh, Kira? Dude, yo, we're getting, we're, I didn't even tell you this. Kira. We finally, like, like locked in another dog, dude. So we're getting another dog in a month. No way. That shit's going to be, so we're going to, and this wow. one loves to swim. So that was, like, the main thing, because we're getting the pool. Sick. The same, what kind of dog? Sheepa Doodle, I believe, as well. Just like mine, just like Shira, except different color and a male this time. So it's the first time I'm going to get to see some, uh, some dog. I, uh, I, I, Dude, that's sick. I dog sat like a week and a half ago. Um, our buddy's dog named Gus. He's like an eighty-five pound chocolate yeah, lab. That... He's two. He got his he got his nuts removed a couple months ago. Great dog. Dude, such a great dog. But I watched him for like a, a full week, almost seven days. And afterward, we had a great time. Took him to the golf course. He was walking around with us, hanging out. Like, took him to the beach a bunch. Dude just lives for fetch, like you know any normal dog. But uh, after a week of watching him, I was like, dude, I'm I'm not ready dude, for a dog. And it's like, like having can't, a, I can't be the only one. It's like one having a kid almost. It's like your intro to a kid. It's it like, is. Like you can't go out dude, they, on like nights and you can't just leave it alone. You know? No. I keep calling it. I keep saying it. No. He was up. He was up at. He was up at five fifteen, five thirty every day, just ready to rock. Like sprinting outside to take a piss, wanted to eat right away at five thirty, so it kind of expedited my day. I was getting up super early. I was knocked by nine o'clock every night, but uh, dogs provide some really really good energy. No, which they do. They definitely keep so. the vibes high, especially if like you're in a scenario when you're like working from home or something, or you're hanging out at the house a bunch, and you're just like if yeah. you're there alone. Like it's just like you and yourself. But as, if you got the dog, it's a complete game changer. Dude, you so. want to dive into, I'm just going to go with a quick, like, reason we're getting, like, the reason this is happening, me and Morgan are, yeah. like, not longtime friends, but roommates from college. We, we met there, again, from different coasts, but, like, we immediately, like, we're very good friends, like, on so many different levels, music, like. Not, not the, not the first year, though. I thought you were a piece <laughs> of shit. And and naturally, when you're a when you're a competitor, like you view people as threats. So like immediately, I was like, oh fuck, this, you know, this, this kid's actually not bad. Like he might be a threat to, to yeah, me. Yeah, but I mean, 
Dude, that was that was what it was back then. But like now that all that all that dust is settled yeah. and like we can just be people about it, that's obviously why we're linking totally. back up for something like this to stay in touch and whatnot. Um, and yeah. this is just like I don't know. I mean, at this point, I just we're just I'm fucking this part out. Um, so just dive into dive into real topics now. Yeah, we can do that. I mean. Tough week, man. Tough week for our uh, for our basketball yeah. teams. Sixers yesterday. Uh, you want to dive into that? We can we can talk uh, about it. Yeah, later. just because it's it's, it's tough, fresh in my head. I, I actually like it was pretty good. I slept on it last night. We were gonna film this last night after the game. Uh, after you know listening to what some of the players had to say after, after the game, you know I it's I never was convinced about this team, but. It was just a really weak showing for a game seven, you know. They Tough. they keep saying like again upgrade from last year because like last year you're bringing guys off the bench like Milton and Corkmaz and expecting them to like really be like playoff contributors. When compared to this year, you have someone like Niang or Melton and guys that have like playoff experience and are like lengthy defender, Dude. like can be like a little bit of a two way player, like have like six fouls that they're not afraid to use either, you know. Niang grabbing, uh, what's his name? Jalen Brown's knee. What a yeah, scumbag I mean, that's, move. That's gotta be, that's gotta be heat. Of the Come on, man. Thing. I don't really, I don't think he was like trying to like cause any problems or anything. Like he just, that that's just something that happens in the heat. Nonetheless, Mark, Mark Scum, Jackson literally move. says on the broadcast right after he's like, I've been there. Like, I know it. I know exactly what it feels like. He's like, it's just in the heat of the moment, you know, like that person's on the other side and like, it's just like, yeah. you may not want it to go down like that, but it happened. And now there's a million cameras and they can slow it down and get everybody's reaction to it. So yeah. it's magnified way more. What about Embiid? What what about a beat? That guy, I was watching the game yesterday. He looked like he needed a smelling salt midway through the third quarter. Like that guy had no energy. He was fucking loafing up and down the court. It's like you're the MVP. It's game seven. I didn't see any juice, man. I yeah, it's, what was going it's on? It's crazy because the first quarter looked unreal for them. Like they were they were pressuring this. Yeah. This is what I was this is the word I want to use. I have it written down. Is dictating the pace. The Celtics dictated not only the pace but every like single asset of the game like every time down the court probably probably eight out of ten times down the court the celtics are getting a not a good a great look and then the sixers offense you're getting probably two out of ten times a great look and their possessions look like james harden dribbles it on the outside or they throw it to Embiid, yeah. and then Embiid waits for like something to happen, like a double team. And the Celtics do this defense where they just stand there and don't do anything, and it confuses the hell out of him. And then they have six seconds left on the shot clock, and then he, they're left to either Harden to make a crazy play, like flop, get a foul, and Embiid to just be yeah. Embiid and score a bucket, or like they're they yep. count on Melton or Niang to knock down. Like Tucker had fucking eleven points in the in the first quarter yesterday. Like, that's the only reason they were in that shit. But then the turning point, the absolute turning point, I was sitting there with my dad watching the game. They're they're up eight. They're on the fast break. Harden has a wide open, not a wide open, a a contested layup you expect James Harden to make. He drops the ball, goes out of bounds. His hand comes up and hits Jalen Brown in the face. It becomes a flagrant foul. 
two shots and the ball. And from that moment on, Tough. it was Celtics, 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 Celtics. And Bede went yeah. cold, like not cold in, on the actual court. Yeah. Like, you're the MVP. You're saying that you don't even care about the stupid award. You just want to win. That was your game seven. That was your moment. That like, And he was walking all over the place. Yeah. He was miscommunicating screens with Maxi, giving up a wide open three, and then pointing at Maxi. Like, you got to be up on the little things, on the morale, the intensity, like everything else. Like, I don't care if you're not playing great, you're not getting the calls or whatever, or they're just all double teaming you. You got to be having your team play at a higher level for other reasons. And he was playing defense in the first quarter and trying really hard. And that's why they were all playing good. And it just went away. Um, Yeah. It's tough, man. Don't they don't they call Philly? Don't people call Philly I mean, the city of champions? I mean, I we're going to get into what, around, we're going to get in I went to the game. That. So we're going to get into what what I I thought about the game when we get there. But one more thing on the game before we get to the Warriors. Um I want to say effort buckets is what I wrote down. How many times this series if we could get like a next gen or like a super analytic about this, how many times did James Harden or Embiid go to the basket, get hit Go to the ground, not get the call, but go for the antics. The Celtics don't give a shit. Five of them just run down the court and get a <laughs> wide open bucket. How many times did that happen? How, it's, yeah. It was ridiculous to watch. Yeah. Dude, so many times yesterday, Melton freaking was called on like a two-on-one or a three-on-two, and he had to make some crazy play without making a foul and somehow would do it. Like, yeah, you can't count on that. Yeah. I mean, Jason Tatum was just lights out. I'm only talking like one way. Jason Tatum was just freaking Dude, he that guy's like good, a man. Video game character yesterday. We hit that three and screamed. He's he's he, yeah. He's got the he's got the fourth quarter like Kobe Gene going where like, that guy can have a shitty game like he did in what game six and then just turns it on, which like not a lot of guys have the ability to do that. There's only a couple in the league, and I don't know. I I like I think Philly Heat honestly going to be a, a decent series. Philly or sorry, Boston. Uh, Miami might be a decent series, although Boston might win that shit. I mean, I don't, I don't really follow it that much. Um, depends that, what Butler. I don't even know is Tyler Hero back yet. No, no, he's not coming back. That, yeah, it's a lot different without him. No, he's pretty no. good. They need like Jimmy Butler's carried them thus far, and they're gonna need like some heroics from that guy. But anyway, is it uh, is it time to yeah. talk about the Dubs? Uh, I didn't really watch many of the games. I don't really even have much of an input yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah. Just tough, man. I think for me personally, growing up in the Bay Area, there's nothing worse than losing to an L.A. team in the playoffs. It just doesn't get worse than that. Whether that's the Lakers, the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the worst. Lakers are right there. And then the Rams with McVay. Just – I. I'll get pissed yeah, just sitting McVay, here talking about it. McVay looks so anytime, like a character oh, from God. Surf's Up. Oh, God. Reggie Belafonte. That's voiced he does. by James he Woods, does. I think. He looks like Reggie Belafonte from Surf's Up. He's, he's just the worst. But, no, getting into this series, man, like, there's a couple things that stand out. I think I saw a stat the other day that said the Lakers shot 160 free throws in the series. I think they made – Either 120 of those, or I think it was 130. So whatever that, I'm not a math guy. Whatever that percentage is, like that's a lot of free throws. Dubs, 
we were 60 of 80 from free throw. So, like, right there, I mean, there's a series. But they're literally. not a team that, like, attacks um, the basket, though, like the Lakers does. Like, I know. And so, and to my next point, like, no, I know. Well, he, also, officiating has been dog shit. Just absolute dog shit. And I hate to, like, I'm not going to say that that's the reason we lost the series. The reason we lost the series, point blank, we shot like shit. Like, Clay and Jordan Poole, other than, I guess, game yeah. two. I think it was from Clay. Like, Clay didn't do anything. That guy had so many open looks. I don't know what happened to the guy. Clay is like maybe my favorite basketball player in the NBA. And the guy just no showed. I don't know. He has like the, you know, the Lakers ties. Grew up a Lakers fan. His dad is the, you know, radio broadcaster for the Lakers. I don't know if he's putting pressure on himself, trying to be a hero for Kobe. Don't know what happened. Absolute flop fest from Clay. Jordan Poole, I've said this for a while. If that guy wasn't on our team, I would absolutely hate that guy. He's just like the biggest fucker. He has so much talent and just, again, no-showed. And then it came down to Steph trying to carry the team. I think Draymond gave us two good games. Love Draymond, but man, it was just, it was just bad. Uh, bad all around. I mean, we got Gary Payton in game, whatever it was, puking in his mouth, holding it in, and then running off the court mid mid play. It was just like a bunch of ridiculous shit happened that like it, it just seemed doomed. And then in game six, Austin Reeves hits that prayer uh, going into half at the buzzer, and I'm like, that was just like nail in the coffin. You could just like in sports, there are these moments that happen and. You can just feel the momentum and feel when things happen, and that that was that moment, and we were just we were just toast. Um, so tough. Hey, losing to LA teams. You know, we had Steve Kerr after the game saying, "Yeah, this just wasn't a championship team," and they knew that. You know, meanwhile, me and my buddies for the past few months have been trying to convince ourselves that this was a championship team. So it's it's tough, man. But you know, yeah. What are you gonna uh, do? I mean, I don't, and I'm not into it too much to the point where I know, like, oh, like, this person's contract is off, like, they're this close to the salary cap, like, we're picking at this spot next year, like, this. I don't really care about all that, so I really don't have a comment on what could happen in the offseason or what could happen next year, because that's just not really what I, like, pay attention to, whatever I see, you know. No, I don't worry. I let let Bob Myers worry about that. I just... I just drink the beer and, and show up and support yeah, the team. That's what you, you know? gotta do sometimes, even if the uh, even if the tall boys are like twenty four dollars or whatever they are at the stadiums. But <laughs> insane. Giants actually dropped their uh, in an effort, I think, to make up for their lack of uh, acquisitions in the off season. The Giants dropped their beer prices, I think, down to like eleven dollars, which still like. <laughs> A Miller Light or a Coors Light for eleven dollars? Like, crazy. Are you kidding me? Dude, I I said this to you, but I might be going to bark in the park where you bring your dog to the ballpark. But I found out you have to like, yeah, the, you have to get all like the medical Sick. records for the dog and shit, and you have to like buy a certain ticket. Might be uh, bailing on that. You should it you should do crazy. that. That'd be a good experience. The dog doesn't. The dog's so old, her back legs hurt, so she doesn't sit down. 
Does you have to just stand there the entire time? Can you can you get her like some doggy CBD something nah, to make she her takes feel like better? Painkiller things in the morning, but they only do so much. Dude, you should see her right now. If I could, like, it's I don't tough. know if I should flip the camera, but she's out, like, laying in the dirt in the shade under this tree that she always digs at. It's so it's awesome. Sometimes when when things are going bad, I just sometimes wish I was a dog. I think I would I'd make <laughs> an, an excellent, excellent dog. dog. Yeah. I think I, think, I, think I would. <laughs> Which begs a question with the with the sports shit, like. I think sometimes I worry that I might be too invested because I'm just like in shambles after yeah. my team go down. Like this past Niner season just broke my fucking heart. You know, this dubs, I guess, was not as bad just because we played like shit. Like we didn't deserve to win. But I just wonder sometimes in general if I cared. Yeah, it is a weird much. thing. I go like back and forth. I'm Maybe. definitely on like a downward like trend right now of caring about sports teams. Like, yeah it's like yeah. it's just too much to like stay up with it and i was like kind of on the wave for a while like i'm not like being like on my phone as much like i'm just like making the return to social media so i like the yeah. last thing i'm trying to do is like find myself just like reading articles on like what the sixers could potentially do with their off season yeah. like salary cap space like i'd rather just wait for it to happen yeah and, like, live my life in front of it for sure. No, I agree. I think just like I, I notice like when our when my teams, you know, Giants, Niners, Dubs are in the playoffs, like making these like me and my buddies are just getting so invested and like we're kind of on we, we like we go on benders when the teams are when their teams are in the playoffs and like we're drinking way more. We do like me and my buddies down here. We did we did this back in the city previously. But, like, we'll go jump in the ocean and we'll fucking do, like, these cold plunges for our teams, like, thinking that, like, it's going to bring them good luck. We're just, like, absurd. Yeah. Uh, and just get so just get so invested and, like, do all these superstitious shit that, like, think is going to make a difference. And, Dude, that is uh, funny to lot, think about. But, uh, like, you're jumping in the water. Like, yeah, the Giants are going to play good if we go jump in the water. Like, if you, if you like, boil that literally. concept down to, like, the most simple thing, it's like, what are they doing to you, Mark? No, for sure. The The best thing is talking to, like, whether it's girls, like, just people who maybe don't care as much about sports and viewing their perspective on us. Like, they're just like, you guys are absurd, which is probably true. Um, but I guess you'd, I'd rather care than, like, not give a shit about anything. I don't yeah. know. I mean, there's plenty of things. I don't, about, it's but. just funny to think about, like, what the people that don't like sports, like, what they're super invested in. Because, like, sometimes when I'm out there caddy and it's, it, it's like, like it's like some some of the guys that I caddy for like they know like exactly like what's going on. They'll they'll ask me like they're like yo, do you got your phone? Like what's the Sixers score right now? Like is Harden playing good? Mm, yeah. And then sometimes we get like you'll get like some person that doesn't really know as much and they're like oh yeah, the Sixers are on the night. Like I hope they win. And it's like playoff game seven. It's like oh you don't even like know like the magnitude of don't it. Care. Just like go. Go Philadelphia or yeah. whatever. Go go yeah. your team. Yeah, totally. Let's um let's talk caddying a little bit, Stove. So, um, I'll just quick background. So I, I caddied. So Stove and I went to Towson together out in Maryland, just right outside of Baltimore. Uh, when I stopped playing football my senior year, I sort of picked up caddying at Baltimore Country Club. 
uh, great coach, uh, made some good money out there, kind of developed a, a passion for the game of golf out there, had a great time caddying, and then moved back home to the Bay Area after college and caddied at Olympic Club, which is a pretty prominent you know golf club in the city. Uh, caddied for some, some cool people, made some good money, got to play free golf on Mondays. It was a great gig. Um, I haven't caddied in a while. Stove, you're, you're caddying pretty frequently now. I would love to sort of hear about you know how that how that grind is going, what's going on, what kind of money you make, running into any cool people on the course. What's shaking right, on that um, front? Just to like bridge the gap here, the the architect of Baltimore Country Club, A. W. Tillinghast, is the architect of Philadelphia yeah. Country Club, where or Philadelphia Cricket Club, where I caddy at, which is in. Yep. Flower Town, Pennsylvania. I'm actually headed on my way over there, and I got a jet in actually about like ten minute ish right now, so we can't talk too long about this. We'll we'll get into it way more, but cool. I've been doing it. This is now my third year doing it, uh, third summer, I guess, doing it straight since uh, college. 2020 was just a weird time for me to get like a real job. I was unsure exactly what I wanted to do, and you know, I always I did this yeah. a little bit. You're, you're, you're scared of, you're scared of corporate America and that's fine. Cause I'm also terrified as a former, as a former cog on the wheel. Uh, I, I, I don't know it. if the word would be, would be terrified. That was like the ref. That was like the ref last night at the, <laughs> at the Sixers game calling everything a hostile act that they uh, reviewed. That was a little ridiculous. They kept saying that, but, but back to the topic. Um, <laughs> It's just, uh, it's, I knock out, it's more, for me, it's more than two birds in one stone. It's uh, three birds in one stone because I get a workout, I get a tan, and I make some money. Honestly, it might be three and a half <laughs> stones because I get to talk to just cool, interesting people that have gotten to that point in their life where they can afford to do something like that with their money. And they've all gotten there in different ways. They haven't gotten there the same way. And there's no one like yeah. and no one's out there like telling you what yeah. to do. But it's cool to just like once you like get in a rhythm of like having the same people or seeing the s- similar people out there, like really like getting to know them and like start figuring out like more about them, not just yeah. like what they do, but like how they go about doing it. So it's just an interesting thing that like Yeah, it's cool. I don't I don't think it's kinda like a lost art in today's world. Not a lost art, but like a lost skill in today's world with uh like how everybody's just like to be like plugged in in the world and like making money almost. You got to be like on a screen like all the time, like multiple hours straight yeah. a day. And this is just a way for me to like yeah. get really comfortable, like talking it's, to people, like dealing with people, whatnot. And I just think it's something that people my age yeah. and definitely younger are like don't have as a skill nowadays. And it's a very valuable one is like face to face interaction. So I value yeah. that a lot. But it, sure. And it's just fun, you know. I like I'm I'm on my way there in a couple minutes. Like I just have a good time doing it. So and golf, it's like the what you said, the yeah. amenities that come with it, like free golf. I work at I help out at three courses and I'm a member at one, so I have four courses I can play at and they're pretty lenient in this area around like with playing. So I'm always trying Sick. to like play golf, get better. Sometimes it's lazy swings, sometimes it's just yep. getting out there, but it's it's still all it's steps too, man. That's why I'm able to eat yeah. all these sandwiches and still like maintain like a decently like fit shape because I'm out there like moving all day, every day. Yeah. Talk to us about you you caddied for some Eagles recently. Talk to us about that um, experience. How were those guys? It was uh I was 
I was carrying only one guy's bag, uh, Britton Covey. I'm pretty sure he's the punt returner for the Eagles. And the other caddy had Jake yeah. Elliott, who's actually a really good yeah. offer. It's just cool to see those guys. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not, it's clearly not like all about football then for them. Like they, they're real people. They like, like to just hang out, have a good time. And like, yeah. they're really good athletes, really like strong guys, obviously. So they hit the ball a mile. And if, you know, they have the right mechanics, it's really fun to caddy for them, especially guys that are like, not, not just them, just like people that are not from the area. And you get like a chance to like do the course for them and like prove yeah. to them that like a caddy actually makes a difference out there and like can save you like, Save you like three Dude, to whatever six strokes around sometimes even if you're locked in. Totally. Do you ever you ever get do you ever get people? Because I would get this at Olympic Club big time because we'd have like guests roll in that you know I never played there and like they build the course up in their mind and like they're all nervous and shit, which <laughs> I think we've probably all been there. Um, but they'd play like shit and they'd feel so bad. Like, t- they'd feel bad for me. And I'm like, bro, like, my job here is to, like, I'm chilling, number one. And two, my job here is to make this as enjoyable an experience as I can for you. Like, so there's no there's no dude. pressure. Like, yeah, I mean, you get, you get I that sometimes? Coming from. Like, when I, when I tee off, like, if totally. I caddy and then play after on the course and I'm on the first tee and, like, the people who I just caddy for are on the patio, like, having lunch, I'm like, holy shit, like, I really need to hit, like, a good ball here. Like, I got a lot of people, like, watching me. I'm trying to prove myself that I'm, like, not just, like, a a caddy. I can, like, do the course. Like, I I can play a little. And it's so funny. The other day, the the head director of golf, I'm pretty sure, like, walked right by as I was teeing off. And I topped my drive, dude, so bad. Like it went like four, it went like forty yards. Bro. Ah, I felt like I felt like such an idiot. I like dropped my tough. bag, and like ran out with a five iron, and just like launched it up there. <laughs> um, that's yeah. that's pretty brutal. Do you, so you still get first? You still get first? Uh, I mean, only on that course, really, just because the patio is right there. On the on the course on the okay. other side of the property, the patio okay. is not there, and there's just way less people there. So it's like. It's way and that okay. and that fairways yeah. way. It's all about it the is, fairways too. Like one on Wizzicken is hard. Like one on Militia Hill is a pretty short par four. So yeah, yeah. yeah well, nice. As we pump out more pods, we'll we'll have some some right, golf specific conversations. For you real quick. Though. All right, here you go. Hit me. There's hit me. There's eleven possible answers. All right. So, I just want to see how many you can get. What mascots in the NCAA um, do not oh, are not plural, so they don't end in S? Think about it. All right. Why you think about it? You don't have to give me an answer. You can just I don't know. You can I guess talk. I'm gonna run and get this breakfast. I'm gonna yeah. There's eleven. Eleven. Get this breakfast sandwich. NCAA. That's so many. Not only Division school. One. Only, they're all big schools. Pretty much. Think about it. You want me to give you one that's like pretty obvious? No. I, I I got one actually. Crimson Tide, Alabama. I think Stove's gone. Crimson Tide, Alabama. Uh... All right. I heard you say one. As I'm running inside. Yeah, Crimson Tide. I'm trying right. to go. Which I'm one? trying to think like uh, I'm going like Pac-12 and then across the, the coast. Pack. There's none in the Pac. How about make this to to expedite this? Give me the conference so we can quickly right. well, this up. Pac-12. Actually, yeah, there is. Okay. Think about them. Uh, yeah. Stanford Cardinal. 
So you got Crimson Tide and Stanford Cardinal. All right, now I think all East, now I think all East Coast. Uh, like one. I mean, first of all, asking a trivia question yeah, to okay. name eleven fucking mascots there's, is there's kind of obscene. Dude, that are like pretty obvious. I feel like that should be hitting your head. They're big like schools in every sport. I'm thinking all the blue bloods now. Like, mm. yeah, Syracuse right, that's Orange. Three. Fuck. Where else? Yeah. North Carolina State Wolfpack. There's another team called the Wolfpack. That's my that's my free hit. Yeah. Nevada. <laughs> All right. All right, shout so out Cap. Five. There's a yeah. I mean, there's a couple that are still like. All right, you got the the All Illinois right. Fighting Illini. You got the Notre Dame ah, Fighting Irish. One. Um, the ones that I didn't expect you to get. Why did I, that, that, Tulsa that Golden the Hurricane and uh, Marshall Thundering mm. Herd and the Tulane Green Wave. Those are hard. Mm. Those are hard. Okay, those are all like mid majors. So yeah, those are not a movie blue bloods. I feel like you could get that. We are Marshall. Shout out, shout out McConaughey. Um, yo, so let's just look forward real quick. I think I, I fuck with the trivia. Trivia is great. Um, looking forward this week, we got the PGA Championship coming up. I think it's in Rochester, New York. It's at Oak Hill. Um, it's a big ballpark. I think it's going to be a thoroughbred winner. Um, quick backstory. John Rahm, probably the favorite going into it. We can pull up the odds uh, on the next part. But, yeah, John Rahm, I bet two of my buddies at the beginning of the year that Rahm, who was at the time the hottest player in the world, uh, wasn't going to win a major. I think I – Owed them a hundred dollars because he wanted Augusta for the Masters, and now that that bet doubles if he wins another major. So I'm uh, I'm not looking too good from that perspective, but we'll see. Excited to watch PGA, um, and uh, yeah. So if you're you're headed to yeah, Ireland, yeah. I hope uh, it doesn't fuck up now that I'm moving inside here. Should be all right. Dog, come on. It, it is yeah, lovely. You just ruined, ruined the pod. Uh, yeah, I'm going to Ireland Thursday to drink some Guinness and play some golf. I'm excited to hear how much better the Guinness yeah. is over there than it it's is here. It's not even going to be a question. It's going to be legit. I think it's going to be everything in America is on a scale of 1 to 8, and everything over there is on a scale of 1 to 10, or basically 8 to 10. I love it. How many how many Guinnesses do you think you could put back in a uh, darling? 16. Depends how you can start and depends how well I'm I bad. Yeah, man. Right. Good shit. That was uh, All right. Episode one. Peace. We out.